It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Lewis Art for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and William Hill. Delighted today to be joined with... O'Hara Davies, massive news yesterday, new Golden Boy signing. Did come with some obviously negative news that today was meant to be, yesterday was meant to be the purse bids, but the positive news came, new Golden Boy signing. Other than that, you must be absolutely buzzing. I'm feeling over the moon, you know, with Golden Boy, um, in my opinion, they're the best boxing promotion uh, in boxing. Um, I've always looked up to Oscar De La Hoya, he's like one of my childhood's boxing idols, so... I was on video chatting only yesterday and I was like, wow, this is, I'm actually talking to Austin De La Hoya and then I'm actually signed with him now. And, um, you know, it's been my goal, my dream, because my boxing career throughout the, past, throughout the past few years, it's been so up and down. I got to a point where everyone thought I was done, have I retired? People saying I'm washed up, I was a fraud, I was a hype job. And then, you know, I've had to keep on working, keep on grinding, I proved everyone wrong, um, you know. Everyone thought, you know, this person was going to beat me, that person was going to beat me, and then I came through all the fights and the tests, came through the hard times, and um, uh, good karma found me. How good does it now feel to have that security being signed with a big promoter on a deal where someone's actually putting faith? You obviously signed before with Matram and Frank Warren, but now you're back with a big promoter again and getting that big push behind you. You know, you, you are sort of an engine yourself, you motivate yourself, you push yourself out there, but now having that promoter behind you must be a, a good feeling as well. Oh yes, 100%. Um, it's a good feeling. For a long time, I've always felt like I'm the B-side fighter, being the underdog, everyone saying I'm going to get beat. Um, you know, I'm making the ring entrance first. Even in my last fight, I fought Lewis Ritson in my last fight. I'm like, I'm meant to be the A-side fighter. Why the fight up in Newcastle for one? And why am I doing the ring entrance first? And I was, I'm seeing all these things in... I remember on my last fight, I got put in a little box room. Literally, the room was like the size of like, it was like the size of a shoebox. It was a tiny little room. Could fit probably three or four of us in there. And Lewis Richardson's room, he, he had a big suite. He had fucking sofas and fucking TV screens. His own family there. He had chairs and all these different chairs. I had, well, in my restaurant in my room, I had one little chair and a small little, like, a small table and about four of us in there. So I saw these things and I was like, listen, as long as I work hard, I grind, and I win my fights, 
when the whole world's against me, when everyone thinks I'm done, I'm going to grind and I'm going to win. And I said to my team there, you know, I had a few people on my team go and complain. Why is our room so small? There's a bigger room. I said, it's fine. Chill, relax. It's, it's all motivation. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to knock him out. And in my next fights, I'm going to get my fair due. And that time's now. Um, you know, boxing promoters treated me wrong. Boxing managers treated me wrong. Um, I said, you know what? I'm not going to play the victim. It's all motivation. And, you know, I haven't reached the heights yet of, uh, of what I'm going to achieve. I'm going to achieve a lot more than what I've done. This is just a big stepping stone, me signing to Oscar De Loya. It's only a big stepping stone, but I've got a lot more to get. And I'm going to reach the top. I'm going to get to the pinnacle of boxing. And that's what I truly believe. And if I said that a year ago, two years ago, everyone would have said, you're done, retire, you're hyped. But now people are starting to see it now. They're seeing that vision that I've always seen. And, um, it's, it's, and it's very good to see. What's it like being guided by legends such as Oscar De La Hoya, someone that I'm sure you looked up to in your yeah. career, not just him, but, but Hopkins as well, guys like that. Must be special to get pushes from such legends of the game and achieve so much. I won't lie, it's a dream come true. I've been signed to Frank Warren, I've been signed to Matchroom, and listen, they're both good, they're both good. I've always looked up to Frank Warren, he's a legend, Eddie Hearn, a legend. But Oscar De La Hoya is like, different level. Come on, when you get signed to Oscar De La Hoya and to Golden Boy, and I'm on video chat with him and I'm conversing with him, it's, like, it's mad, it's, it's, a dream, it's a dream come true. And if me, when I started boxing, I was probably about 19 years old when I got into this game, and this is when I first watched I started watching Floyd, Oscar De La Hoya, those guys, when they was around still. And if me back then could see, why, can see where I'm at now, I've made myself proud. I've made myself proud. Now I just need to become more champion than I've, bang, I killed it. I've achieved everything that I set out to achieve. And I'm only one fight away from that. That one fight away is Rolly Romero. Um, as we said before, the purse were meant to be on Monday. Um, they got delayed due to an injury. Um, when, what was your sort of first reaction when you heard the news? Well, you know that he's not really injured. Everyone knows that Rolly's that he's not really injured. Um, he's, he's either he's just not in the gym and, and he needs a bit more time to train, or he's a scared coward and he doesn't want to fight me. Um, and listen, Rolly wants the Ryan Garcia fight because in that fight he makes a lot more money than what he makes against me. Getting beat against me is, um, to, he will see that as a bad loss because I'm not as big of a profile yet as Ryan Garcia. Whereas if he gets beat against Ryan Garcia, it's okay, cool, you got beat by a fighter that's got a massive name, a bigger profile, so it's more okay. And you know, I understand where he comes from, I understand why he's done what he's done, boxing is a business at the end of the day and he wants to make the best, uh, the best business moves. Fighting against me, he'll get beat. Fighting against Ryan Garcia, he'll also get beat. He just wants to cash out and make as much money as he can. And I'm here to disrupt that. What did you make of his comments that he made? I, I, can't, I can't remember what it was post-fight, but he was saying your name, saying sort of loads of different, like sort of, you know, loads of different swear words to describe you. What did you sort of make of that when you saw it? I think Rowley's a bit, he's a bit weird. Like he ain't the smartest tool in the box. I ain't the smartest tool in the box, but I'm smarter than him. I listen to him talk and I'm like, is this guy okay? Like, is he like is, is he okay? I don't know if he's an act or if he's, is he doing it for the show and the camera. But the guy doesn't seem all up there. He doesn't seem 100% up there. He's got a few screws loose. He's someone that you can't really be angry at him. He's just he's just like a kid. He's actually like he, Rolly's like a kid that hasn't matured. And um, 
it's, I find it funny to be honest. Um, you know, he's got LB on his team and they're trying to make the best business move, but right now they're stuck. Either you say I'm sick, but then eventually you're going to have to fight me because I'm not stepping aside. I'm not going to go fight someone else. I'm waiting for my shot. Or do you just go and vacate the belt and try to pursue the Ryan Garcia fight? I think they're a bit stuck. And I think they probably thought I'm a problem that's just going to go away. <laughs> but now they know I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. And I'm here to disrupt their show. Um, as, um, yeah, I'm here to disrupt the show. Do you think Rowley has any clout if he hasn't got the WBA belt behind him? If you said for him vacating there, do you think there's any clout behind him? Yeah, because he's... He is a name, Roly is a name. He fought Tank. Um, uh, Tank got rid of Ryan Garcia earlier than he did Roly. So, Roly, he is a good fighter. He ain't trash. He just got a few screws loose, but he ain't a shit fighter. He's actually okay. Uh, when he fought his last fight, Ishmael Barroso, I think he just didn't train hard. He just didn't focus. He thought, you know what, I'm fighting against a 40 year old. It's going to be easy work, and then bang. But he's a good fighter, you know. A, you know, a shit fighter doesn't take Tank that long to get him out of there. So, he fought Anthony Niggett, who he beat. He's fought, he has fought a few decent names who he's beat. So, you know, he's someone that I can't overlook. He's someone that I can't overlook. But um, if he doesn't have the WBA belt, he has got clout. Not as much clout as he does have with the belt, but his name still holds weight, even if he doesn't have the belt. And I know you're not stepping aside, but if he does drop this WBA belt, you saying earlier you think a potential fight against Ismail Barroso um, or the WBA number two, what do you sort of make of them fights? Um, if he vacates the belt, I think me and Ismail Barroso should be next for the belt. Only because Ismail Barroso, he got robbed against him. They like robbery. Ismail Barroso should be the world champion. I should be fighting against him. So I think that, you know, if he vacates the belt, it's only fair for me to give Ismail Barroso that shot first and for the WBA to get that fight as the next fight that they're going to order because it was daylight robbery and whether you like Ishmael Barroso or not whether he's a big name or not because he isn't a big name and, and he's a dangerous fighter we need to play fair he needs to have another shot at the world title uh, they should have ordered the rematch to be honest you know, if, if they ordered that if, if they ordered the rematch between him and Rowley after the first fight I wouldn't have complained. I would have said, you know what? It's a bit of a longer wait, but it's only fair because it was daylight robbery, complete robbery. Do you feel like you and Barroso have sort of unfinished business in a way when you were meant to fight a couple of years ago? Listen, I was meant to fight him a few years ago um, in Dubai and he pulled out on fight week so that his, so that his passport ain't working or he, couldn't find his, or he couldn't find a passport or some shit like that. I don't know, I don't know, but we got unfinished unfinished business because I was looking forward to having that fight and um, from what I saw of him in his last fight it looked like he still got hands he might be about 40 years old but listen these guys are fresh still look at Floyd he's still fresh Pacquiao he's still fresh Pacquiao became a world champion like, how old was he about 39 40 years old he became a world champion and he was still looking good even older than that and, and he was a world champion so you know Ishmael Broso is still um, he, he's still young to me these guys I know most guys, once they get to that age, they're fat, they want a burgers, beer, they've got beer bellies. These guys from out there, listen, they can be 45 years old. They're still running those hills every day. They ain't drinking beer, they ain't eating shit. They eat and live like an athlete, even after they, uh, even after they age. And obviously, Golden Boy, when you sign a Golden Boy, the ultimate name that they look at is Ryan Garcia. So I know you're not looking past Rowley or you're look, not looking at past anyone who's standing in that way for the WBA belt. 
but a Ryan Garcia fight must be so enticing for you. Listen, Oscar, Oscar, if you signed me, hoping to um, get me built up and put me up against Ryan Garcia and get me beat so Ryan Garcia can have the belt, you made the biggest mistake of your life. Because you put me up against Roley, you put me up against Ryan Garcia, you put me up against the best guys that one thought you've had at Golden Boy for years. I'm taking them all out. <laughs> so Ryan Garcia can come. I welcome that fight. I will take him out as well. I'll do the same shit that Tank does him. He got beat by a Tank. He can get beat by two Tanks. Just the last one from me. If he's watching this, have you got a message to Rowley to, to whenever the purse bids may be announced again? Rowley, you bitch. I sent you a message on WhatsApp and you blocked me. You can't delay the inevitable. We're gonna fight, it's gonna happen. Come here, take your beating, take your little 300k paycheck and say goodbye to your boxing career. Let's get it. O'Hara Davies, well on on side of McGonagall Boy, and thank you for your time, mate. It's always a pleasure to be catching up with you in the position that you're in now. It makes me happy to see, man. It makes me happy to see. Appreciate it. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.